All right. I was feeling in uh, rather a spiritual and religious uh, Christmas mood um, over the weekend, so I saw some soul-enriching movies, Bad Santa and uh, Bad Santa 2. Very, very, uh, there's a certain sanctity about both of those movies. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. I'm going to whip out a couple of things, but before I do that, there are a couple of topics I want to do tomorrow, okay? I want to do them tomorrow. I want to do, do you know anybody who is addicted to video games? Anybody addicted to video games? I do. Absolutely no people, multiple, who are addicted to video games. The other thing I want to do tomorrow is... The holidays, right? If you don't have a significant other during the holidays, it can be kind of depressing. It, Yeah, it can be kind of a depressing situation. If I'm not mistaken from memory, I think a lot of breakups happen in the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And if that has happened to you, um, that can be very, very tough. And as long as we're going to talk about that tomorrow, I think I want to do a show on relationship deal breakers. Oh, yeah. Relationship deal breakers. That I could actually get four hours out of just that one. But I put a post up on Facebook uh, a couple of weeks ago and got a lot of play. A lot of play. And I was amazed. And you will, too, if you look at the Bowerly and WBEN Facebook page, at the uh, many different ways you can louse up a relationship. (laughs) Past the obvious. Um, Yeah. Deal breakers in a relationship and video game addiction. I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do tomorrow on WBEN. But for now... Um, I'm going to do a couple of things. Number one, I set it up before the news, and that is when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, would you prefer to watch it at home or would you prefer to watch it in the stadium, at the stadium? Now, what's weird is I really was one of the people at the greatest comeback in NFL history. I was really one of the people at that game. And it was unbelievable being there. But I prefer to watch the games at home. It's just as for all of the convenience reasons cited before. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, I'll get you the next topic uh, in just a moment, but I want to keep Danny on hold too long. Danny in Buffalo, welcome. You're on WBEN. Tom, I want to vote for Debbie's basement. <laughs> well, everybody's got a Debbie in their life, and Debbies always have basements. <laughs> uh, we we have a suite at the stadium, and uh, uh, I used to go all the time, and I can go there uh, Saturday, but I don't want to. The situation we ran into was uh, our suite holds uh, has 16 seats. We have uh, way more than that sometimes, but... It's got 16 seats. It has two very large windows, one that opens and one that doesn't. In the summer, in the, when it's warm out, we have the, the window open, but the powers to be in the company would like the window to be open during the, uh, the games like Saturday's going to be because you feel like you're at the game. 
when you close that window, you feel like you're in a library. So we have customers from all over the country that come in in the wintertime and think that they're going to be in a suite. And, and we tell them that if you're dressed properly, sit in the first two rows, but you're going to get wind, you're going to get snowed on. If you don't like that, go to the back, and it's super warm back there. There's tables, there's chairs. It's real nice back there. But we run into the situation all the time where people are upset that the window is open and the snow is flying in and they don't want to sit in, 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 the, in the back because you can't see that well. Right. So it got to be a horrible situation. And if it's a real good customer, you got to close the window. It's terrible. So Even though they've been warned in advance that they need to dress as if they were going to be outside because you like the window open. Exactly. They, they were told that before. We, we cranked the heat up. In the back of the room, you could sit there in your bikini if you want to. But they don't like the window open. So if it's a real good customer, you've got to close the window, and it's horrible. You watch it. There's a TV in there. You can watch it on. But it's, it's just not a good situation. So I would rather be in Debbie's basement. Yeah. I don't go anymore. I don't even go anymore. Well, and, and with the suites, um, you'll have uh, one private bathroom to a few of the suites, which is which is nice. The, 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 li- the lines tend to be very short, and you get to enjoy some privacy as opposed to a trough-like situation. Exactly. It's a nice bathroom, and, and the food and the, and the drinks are fantastic. But And, and, I, and I also don't like to, to fight with the crowd anymore. And, and can I say one thing that's going to be a little controversial, Tom? Oh, I'm hoping. The, the things that ruin the Bills games are the Canadian fans. Because the Canadian fans come in there like they've never drank beer before. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. Okay, now I, I have to ask you this because people are going to ask me and I want to know what to tell them. How do you know they're Canadian fans? Because they have Montreal Canadian jerseys on. <laughs> okay, all right. So it, that's, a, that's a dead giveaway. Tom. If, if they got a Canadians jersey or a Maple Leafs jersey, you are safely saying that they are Canadians. Yeah, they're, they're drunk. They want to fight. It, it's a nice man. I, I don't go anymore. Well, you know, Danny, I, I can't really argue with you because when we used to have uh, like the ten or twenty pack of tickets for the Sabres games, the worst games to go to were the ones against the Maple Leafs because some of the Maple Leafs fans would come to Buffalo. They would literally get upset when the ushers said, "Um, you can't sit on the stairs in the aisle. You have to get to your seat." And I, I, I look. I'm sorry, but I have to agree with you. I found them to be rude and obnoxious. They had to call. Security on one guy who wasn't going to get up. He paid to get into the game, and he's going to watch it, even if it meant sitting in the stairs. Yeah, well, I don't think he got to watch much more of it after that. How do I get an invite to Debbie's basement? Uh, I'm sorry, it's it's full. <laughs> and one, and one more thing, one yeah. more thing I want to I wanted to ask you: when you got invited to the suite, was it everybody? That was going to Debbie's basement. Or was it just you and your significant other? No, it was just it was just us. Oh, okay. It, it was just us, and like I said, it's not it, it, you know it, it's not so much the whole going to the suite thing. It's we really like the people who have the suite, and right. but we 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 thought that as nice as it would be to hang out with them, 
we also had been the ones to encourage the Debbie's basement situation. So, you know, it, it we we could not have let the the other friends down. But uh, thank you, thank you very much, Danny. I appreciate the call. All right, buddy. All right, bye-bye. How do you get to Debbie's basement? It's not that big. We See, here's the thing. Like, where you watch your game, if you don't go to the stadium, um, everybody has their assigned seat. Er, yes, it's there. The, it's the, 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 we have enough people for the basement. We literally cannot accommodate any more people. Seriously. And if you do go to the basement... We all have a place that we sit. And if somebody who isn't usually there happens to sit in the spot of somebody whose seat it usually is, it causes some friction. And sometimes people have to be, shall we say, politely urged or nudged to restore the balance of the room. Seriously. I mean, we're a superstitious lot, let me tell you that. But the other nice thing, too, about watching the game at home is, okay, let's say the Bills score a touchdown. What what do you do when the Bills score a touchdown? What is the first thing? Come on, Buffalo. The first thing you do when the Bills – you pour shots. That's the first thing you do. Well, after you high-five and you say, you pour shots and – at the stadium, it's not all that easy. It, it, it can be done, especially in the suites. But if you're not in a suite, good luck pouring shots. you got to reach and try to find a flask. <laughs> Remember those days? Uh, but anyway, do, when it comes to you, would you rather watch the game at the stadium? Would you rather watch it at your place or maybe a restaurant? It might not be somebody's home. Maybe it's it's a restaurant, and we we don't always go to Debbie's basement. Sometimes we go to a restaurant, but we also didn't feel like being locked into a restaurant until eleven thirty or so Saturday when the game ends, and then contending with people who might have started to drink a little bit early in the day. I mean, football does lead to day drinking, and that's one of its selling points. 803-0930, the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. You know what else leads to day drinking? Boats. Owning a boat, absolute indicator of day drinking. Uh, taking a lot of calls about your encounters with uh, freezing rain situations. And one of the things that, didn't you find it amazing? Of course, those of you who weren't alive then, this will mean nothing to you. But the number of people who brought up the... Uh, Two big ice storms we had around here in the 1970s. And, yeah, they did knock out power. And when when one says ice storms, everything looked like it was coated with about a quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch of glass. It was beautiful in a way, but it also brought transportation to a virtual standstill. But, hey, it was good enough to get us off of school for a couple of days, so we had that. But we I don't think we've had an ice storm like those ice storms since the uh, 1970s, obviously because of global warming. Uh, but, anyway, welcome to the show. It's Bowerly with you. And a couple of things uh, that we're going to uh, take until the limit here at uh, 6 o'clock. Number one is when it comes to the football games. What is great about being at the stadium? And what is great about watching at home? 
And look, I this this is not an age thing. I think I've always been this way. Unless it was an exciting playoff game and we were going with a lot of people, I, I've always preferred, because of convenience, watching the game at home. Uh, at home. Because one of the things at the stadium, and it doesn't matter where you sit or how nice the suite is if you're lucky enough to get invited, you still have to deal with the traffic afterward. Yeah, you still have to deal with the traffic afterward. And you know we're of the mindset that if people invite us to their suite, well, we volunteer to do the driving because it's only right, right? You want to show you want to show some reciprocal goodwill to somebody, and when you like those people, it's not it's not a real big deal. First of all, you'd never go to a game with somebody you didn't like anyway, no matter where the seats were. Um, but do you prefer watching the games at home and all that convenience or? Do you have to be there in the thick of action? And is it true that Canadian fans are the worst? They are the drunkest and most obnoxious at the football games. And I know that some of you in Canada might object to this, but firsthand, firsthand, when we used to go and have the uh, the, the packs of games for the Buffalo Sabres, I will tell you, in my personal observation that the fans of the Maple Leafs were the worst to deal with in Buffalo. They were drunk very early and they basically behaved as if they owned the place and they didn't think the rules applied to them. And I'm not generalizing against all Canadians. I'm simply saying those in attendance at the Sabres-Leafs games back in the 1990s did not represent their country very well. Might have been the early aughts. Not 100% on that. Uh, But there's uh, something else, too, that I want to get to in the next uh, half hour. uh, And it deals with um, Christmas movies. Christmas movies. I mentioned just off the top of my head Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2 with the Billy Bob Thornton, just be aware, these are not movies you want to see with your kids. Don't see Santa on the cover and think, oh, he's a skinny Santa, but it's Santa. Bad Santa. That must be some kind of joke. No, 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 no. Your kids should not be exposed to Bad Santa one or two until they're 40, okay? I'm just putting it out there. But it's not Christmas. The the greatest Christmas movie, the one that you have to see, or it isn't Christmas, what might that be? I'm going to throw in a holiday topic here. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I mean, besides, everybody knows it's the Alistair Sims version of A Christmas Carol from the 1950s. They don't make them better than that. It's a wonderful life. Oh, spare me. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Hey, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, just a quick aside, uh, there are more of the uh, records uh, from the President Kennedy assassination that are being released. And, you know, folks, if you just use your common sense, I think you can kind of figure out what's going on here. 
if Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone nut assassin, why would our government have to hide anything for 59 years? I mean, just on the face of it, that doesn't even begin to pass the uh, common sense test. There's something fundamentally um, suspicious. Well, he was a lone nut. He did it. Nobody else was involved. Nothing to see here. Move along. But we're going to keep thousands of files hidden for 59 years. That doesn't even begin. I mean, it really, in what world does that even begin to make any sense whatsoever? Well, we need to protect sources and methods of intelligence. Oh, really? Well, if we haven't improved those since 1963, maybe we need to cut back Intel's budget because, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I do not believe um, that Oswald was who we were told Oswald was back in 1963. Uh, but anyway, see, the fact, fact of the matter is uh, 59 years is a long time to be able to uh, pull out incriminating documents and make sure that nothing uh, reaches the light of day to the American people um, ever. You've had 59 years to sanitize the files you're not going to find a paycheck from CIA to Lee Oswald or FBI to Lee Oswald. I mean, it's just, it's just the whole thing is just, it's so remarkably transparent that if somebody was just a loner who was having erectile dysfunction and decided to take it out on President Kennedy, there would be no reason to cover up the files for 59 years. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's almost, it's so ridiculous, it's almost laughable. It's almost laughable. You'd have to be a special kind of naive to buy that. Anyway, hi. It's good to be with you. Uh, a couple of things I want to round out the show with today. Number one, the football game on Saturday. You're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Don't know if the Dolphins are looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I mean, Tua, tell you, they didn't look all that good offensively uh, when last we saw the Dolphins on Sunday night after we saw the Bills uh, take care of, excuse me, of the New York Jets. But anyway, when it comes to the the football games, I mean, here we are, we're going to spend a lot of money, like in the billions, right, on a new stadium in Orchard Park. Do you prefer to watch the games at the stadium in person or do you not? And you might have different reasons for not wanting to actually go to the game. For example, a lot of the reasons that I would use for saying, eh, I prefer to watch the game at home, a lot of those reasons um, wouldn't be a factor in a suite, okay? It, they would not be a factor, all of those concerns. But you still have to deal with driving, possible weather when you are driving, the post-game drive home filled with lots of people who probably shouldn't be driving. Um, there are a lot of factors to take uh, into consideration. Uh, but obviously, when you're at home and you're watching the people who are at the stadium, they all look like they're having a blast taking their shirts off, holding up the D with the fence next to it. That is so original. I've never seen that before. saw it last week, and I thought, wow, that is innovative. But it's a little sarcastic. I'm sorry. Don't mean to be offensive. But, look, for let's just, let's just take the sweet element out of it. Because we, look, 
we pushed for our little circle to watch the game at somebody's house. Last night, we got invitation from people we really like who happen to have a suite. And as much as we would love to have hung out with those people, we felt we had an obligation that we'd made to our other group of people that are counting on us for certain things. So it would have been in bad form to ditch a group of friends for other friends. Does that mean? Does that make any sense? Am I communicating that properly? Because um, you know, there's just there's a whole bunch of people and, and friends that uh, that we have, and you don't want you never want somebody to feel like, oh, wait a minute, you ditched us so you could be with them. Well, that's kind of, you know, and they're not like that anyway. They're super cool people. Otherwise, we would not hang out with them. But anyway, when it comes to you, would you rather watch the game at the stadium or would you rather watch it in the comfort of your own home? And for all of the reasons, and again, taking the sweet situation out of it, when you are watching the game at home, you can get up and pace when you want to get up and pace. You can go to the bathroom when you want to go to the bathroom and you're not going to have a line or you shouldn't have a line depending on how many people you have over watching the game with you. The food and drinks are a lot cheaper at your home than they are at the stadium. You know, paying $58 for a cup of beer I think is a little excessive. I know I'm exaggerating wildly, but why? it might as well be $58 for beer. Um, the... Uh, commuting situation, the parking costs, the uh, waiting in line. And a lot of it is also dependent on your patience level with traffic. How many of you simply do not like driving when it is a Mongolian cluster dance? You don't like driving when Everybody else is on the road trying to get out of the same place at the same time. Um, I'm not particularly patient in situations like that, although I must say that when you are ready for it, you know what to expect, it does make it a lot easier. When we got out of Canandaigua, uh, uh, Booker and, and me and uh, our friends, when we got out of Canandaigua, I was the driver, and I knew it was going to be a cluster. So knowing it was going to be a cluster, I, I didn't allow myself to get frustrated at all. It's just one of those things. But um, watching it at home or watching it in the stands, what is more attractive to you? What is more attractive to you? The other thing I want to get into is everybody's got a take on this. You know, Joe Beamer earlier this week did a, a show on the worst Christmas song that is out there. There are so many nominees for worst Christmas song, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I got to make a list in my own mind before I even start to share that with you. But people also have holiday traditions. And one of the holiday traditions people have is movies, Christmas movies. And is there a Christmas movie that you absolutely, positively have to watch every single year, or it is not Christmas. Now, I must confess, and this might be obvious, oh, by the way, the phone number on WBEN duh, is 803-0930. That's 803-0930. 
star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. That's 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. The movie you must watch or it just isn't Christmas. Number, well, I must confess that, uh, look, guys, ladies, um, I, I have a very sick sense of humor. I don't know any other way to say that. I think John Valby is funny. I laugh. Sometimes if I'm not having a good day, I'll listen to John Valby and my day gets better because he's ridiculously obscene and funny. Um, I'll put on Big J Okerson. I enjoy laughing. We talked about that last week when we had you guys call in with uh, jokes the final hour of one of the shows. So being that the sense of humor that I have is, let's just say, rugged, rough, some might call it classless, juvenile, and immature, every year it isn't Christmas unless we watch, notice that I said we, plural, we watch Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. I think we actually have Badder Santa, which uh, you didn't see at the theaters. It's even worse than... <laughs> but those movies, I'm sorry, but they... The, the whole premise about Bad Santa is that you've got this guy and his partner who travel shopping malls throughout the country every year. They pick them all, and they ingratiate themselves at the mall, and then Christmas Eve, they steal all the money from the safe. Okay, That is the whole premise of the movie. And the guy who plays Santa is Billy Bob Thornton. And Santa, in the Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2 movies, is a crushing alcoholic with pretty much no socially redeeming values whatsoever. And his partner in crime is a little person named Marcus. And the interaction between the two of those guys is absolutely hilarious. And in Bad Santa 1, there it's it Bad Santa 1 is, is kind of like um, it makes you laugh, but it also brings home the, shall we say, mortality of us all because John Ritter and Bernie Mac are both in the first Bad Santa movie. And there is a scene, and it's funny, it's funny as all get out, where John Ritter, as the mall manager, is talking with Bernie Mac as the mall security director, who, by the way, is also a crook. Um, and you realize, wow. Those guys look so alive and so vibrant and play off of each other so well, and neither of them lived much longer after Bad Santa was put out. And it, it's, it, see, what I'm trying to say is that Bad Santa actually has some redeeming qualities of art that make you think. <laughs> Bad Santa 2 is. It's hilarious. It is one of the, it is one of the few sequels that is as good as the original. The other one that comes to mind would be Dumb and Dumber Two. I don't mean the one without the original stars. I mean the real Dumb and Dumber Two. Dumb and Dumber Two was as funny as Dumb and Dumber One. Again, if you enjoy juvenile, silly. 
fart lighting comedy. Um, that's what it's all about. It's it's hilarious. Shrub Club. I'm sorry. There's so many great lines in the Dumb and Dumber movies. But as far as being serious with Christmas movies, there is a movie that was made in the 1950s which captures, I think you'd agree with this, the spirit of Christmas. And that movie is A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sims. You've seen it a million times. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of um, Christmas comedies. You know, the movie that is a cult favorite with a lot of people, Buddy the Elf, that, you know what, that seems to be um, a, a safe, let me put it this way, a safe cult favorite. Let me just reiterate something. It's very important to mention to you. I just got through talking about Bad Santa 1 and Bad Santa 2 people. These are in no way, shape, or form movies for your children, okay? Do not buy those movies or rent them for your kids to watch. Even even though the name Santa is in them, your children should not be exposed to that, okay? Seriously, or they're going to end up like I did, and nobody wants that. Seriously. I, I need to emphasize that because the movie Clerks, remember the movie Clerks when that came out? Okay, one day on the air, I'm sitting here and I'm it was on the other radio station, uh, part of our group. But I, I'm I'm talking about the movie Clerks. I'm talking about how funny it was. I'm laughing on the air, thinking about some of the lines. And the next Monday, we got a call from a grandmother off air, who uh, was very upset with the producer of the show because. She had rented clerks for her grandchildren to watch. Now, the rating was right on the movie, but she heard me talking about it and rented it back in the days of uh, video stores. She was not a happy camper. Um, I'm just saying. I can't take full responsibility. The movie did have a rating on it. Just putting it out there. But the best uh, Christmas movie, I I think by far, is uh, Alistair Sim, A Christmas Carol, the the feel of that movie. You almost feel as though you are watching in real time um, 1800s London. Just tremendous acting. Everybody in that movie looks exactly the part they are playing, especially Ebenezer Scrooge and, and Alistair Sims. It's a phenomenal movie. It, it really is a, a classic, and everybody should watch it at least once. And for a lot of us, it's a Christmas tradition. 